Hello and welcome to episode 31 uh, of the Atalan Rising podcast, where myself and Doc will discuss the fifth episode of the Inhumans TV show named Something Inhuman This Way Comes. Uh, how are you, Doc? You okay? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm alright. Um, it's a shame that Saren couldn't be here. Um, we so, will miss her. Yeah, we will miss her. Again. Well, we have to soldier on. We have five down, three more to go. The uh, Inhumans TV series has hit its halfway point. And um, I think it continues to improve with each episode. It does. I mean, general opinion. I know we're going to go through sort of what happened in a second, but general sort of opinion. General opinion is um, not bad. Um, you know, when I say it improves, it started from pretty low down, so it's yeah, only has upwards to go. And I'm, you know, I'm liking it. I think that that the scenes. Uh, that have the uh, the members of the royal family interacting with humans has acted to really enliven each of the characters, and um, I've come to uh, to like them much more than I initially had, and um, I'm interested to see where things go. Yeah, I mean that's probably the same opinion as me. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this episode. I've I've continually enjoyed the episodes as they go. Um, but this one, I think, is definitely, as you say, it's been getting better and better. And uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, the last of the episodes will prove it's uh, it's it's not a lost cause. <laughs> yeah. well, that decision rests in, uh, in 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 hands higher up the flagpole. But um, yeah. But uh, I think that um, it certainly has the potential. I like the cast. I think with some certain tweaks to the uh, budget and produce production uh, that it, it could go on to be yeah, go on to be a pretty good series you know I look at Agent of Shield and and every season has gotten progressively better um, and if Inhumans could follow the same track that would be terrific definitely um, other show other uh, genre shows I should say like you know The Flash and Arrow and I'm missing Gotham, whatever. They have been sort of the opposite of Shield. They they started off pretty well, and in my opinion, at least, um, have kind of run out of ideas and and moved to freak of the week style <laughs> storytelling. And um, I got bored of them. Um, yeah. I, I have to. Admit, I think um, it, it's very similar to Arrow in the respect that Arrow had a first few episodes that were really slow and really kind of. I thought it was quite boring to get into. <laughs> and- also, a really bad wig. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, I mean, it's it, Inhumans has continually got better. I think the characters um, are really being fleshed out now. And actually, um, I think you know when you said at the start of the uh, start of the season, it was kind of like you said, uh, what was it? Um, they almost could have made an entire season out of Maximus trying to take power. Right. Um, and actually, I, I think I, I'm starting to kind of think. Well, actually, I quite like the way they've done it now because um, I quite like the, you know, the whole human. You know, them them becoming sort of slightly more human, slightly more um, comfortable on Earth. I guess uh, you've got that kind of human interaction going on. It's kind of it's it's comedic, comedic, comedic as well, which is good. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, you can take any approach. I think that. Um, I mean, of course. I'm, I'm going to stick by my initial uh, summary that that um, establishing everything at a slower pace would have been preferable in my mind. However, only if they would be willing to put in the money to make Adelan yeah. seem 
not like an Ikea showroom from filmed in a soap opera. Um, I prefer the scenes on Earth now just because it's juxtaposed to the scenes on Adelan, which are stifling because the set is so bad and the lighting is so bad. And yeah, <laughs> I, I think um, I think this episode kind of uh, highlighted that actually because they only used two sets on Atalad, which was what the um, yeah, the throne room throne and room. I don't know in their little TV set room. Yeah, it is kind of uh, in a hallway maybe. Yeah, the odd hallway, but yeah, it's much more, much less Atalan, much more. Uh, which is kind of a shame because Ewan Ewan Rion is a great actor, and I think he's he's not not wasted, but I, I would say that he's definitely not utilised as much in the last couple of episodes. No, he's been he's given he's been given very little to do over the last three episodes, and it is a waste of his acting abilities because I think he is a terrific actor. There's he's doing what he can with with the limited scene time he's given, but you can only milk so much from those lines. Yeah, um, it's you know. It's I can't blame him for the wooden character that Maximus has sort of become, because all the other characters have come to life through their interactions with humans. You know, yes. whether it be Black Bolt interacting with Sammy, Medusa interacting with Louise, or or um, Gorgon Karnak with Louise. <laughs> Kar- Sorry. Kar- yeah, right. Or Karnak with Jen. Those have all sort of like. Um, facilitated making these characters more relatable and fun to watch whereas all maximus has had to do has gotten to do is is sort of bully that sniveling member of the genetic council um the only one left by the looks of it right the only one and um it's uh it's it doesn't do much to make him a compelling character to watch no um, that's that's very true i, I completely agree but um do you want to give us a rundown on what happened in the episode? Well, you know, a whole lot happens, and as usual, the narrative, you know, dances around a lot, going from scene to scene to scene. And rather than try and recreate that, I think I'll just tell you what happened to each individual characters. Yeah. Um, and then they eventually all tie together, for the most part. Um, yeah. But the the main the main emphasis of this uh, particular episode was Karnak and. His um, his friend uh, Jennifer um, friend. or Jen. <laughs> so previously, uh, Karnak had gotten a really bad bump on his head, which um, has uh, somewhat neutralized his powers, making it so that he can no longer see all of the the consequences of actions. So, you know, seven thousand steps ahead, he um, he's lost his powers to a certain degree. And he had stumbled across these uh, pot farmers who had an illegal uh, cannabis um, farm <laughs> going off somewhere in, on, in the jungle of Oahu. And um, the the main, well, one of the farmers was quite suspicious, and he's uh, a, he's a villain. And yeah. but the other one, uh, this young lady, took a, a real shine to Karnak, and the two of them sparked up a romance that. Um, was uh, consummated in the ending of last week's episode. So this week they kind of they wake up together and and um, Karnak is like, wow, it's very uncommon for me to actually for a woman to spend the whole night with me. I'm used to them walking off before dawn, and um, his you know one of his problems is that he can always see everything as it's going to progress, and so there's like very little reason to enjoy the moment because he's always in the future um but since he's lost this ability 
he's actually really relishing these brief moments of of just enjoying the moment and you know saying that he loves the smell of her hair and and this and that it's all kind of mystifying to him because you know he's used to thinking in more scientific terms he's like well the endorphins of having sex should have worn off by now why am i still so happy and (laughs) this girl jen's like okay that's fine and then he talks about how she snores in her sleep and she's got crooked toes and normally (laughs) you wouldn't be into that and she's like oh thanks (laughs) now before they can get any further along in this stirring conversation they come out of the tent and they find that uh reno the other drug dealer has uh shot their one of the dude the other dude and it's pointing the gun at karnak and he's like look i'm not sharing my portion of this uh of this hall and he shoots and karnak instinctively sees the bullet coming at him and his powers kind of temporarily activate on and he's able to you know, do this weird karate chop where he cuts the bullet in half. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But he can't completely control it because when he cuts the bullet in half, half of the um, bullet uh, hits Jen, uh, shooting her right in the um, in the side. Um, not a, a, a lethal wound, but um, a pretty bad one nonetheless. Um, and then they run off and are chased by this guy, and they manage to get away, but she's wounded, and um, it's you know, pretty rough. Uh, he uses his ability to um, see where this bullet is and then kind of literally somehow knock it out, of a... knock it out right? Yeah, it, that, um, that, that was pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, it was neat. I can't really t- describe it and, and give it give it uh, a fair <laughs> summary because he just sort of does this weird thing with his fingers and, you would, and the you bullet would, comes out. You wouldn't give him, give your medical professional opinion on the uh, on the method of extraction of that bullet. No, I well, I I, I wouldn't, but um, uh, I wouldn't. That's not my ideal operating theater either. So, <laughs> and then he wants to sew it up with uh, with a piece of um, well, plant life, and she's like, "No, wait, I got a sewing kit." So, um, he sews her up. She wants to go to the cops, and he's like, "Well." That might not be a good idea because he's um, he's an undocumented alien and and she's a pot farmer um, and also there's no phone so it's kind of a, <laughs> it's a moot point. Yeah. Um, now this whole time, Karnak is struggling with this whole not being certain what to do. He's used to having all of the moves lined out and knowing exactly how to get from point A to point B. Um, with 100% certainty. And there's a series of flashbacks uh, showing interactions between him and Gorgon, where Gorgon does something impulsive and silly and stupid, and Karnak has to rectify the situation. Uh, Gorgon comes in, he has taken the uh, the flag that Neil Armstrong had planted uh, after the moon landing in the 1960s, and he's like, look, I want to put this in my room. And Karnak to say, now you've got to put that back because the satellite's going to pass over and then notice that it's missing and there's hoof prints all around it and then they'll be invading Adelan, so don't do that. It's like, oh, okay. Again, I think that was such a, such a great part of the episode. Yeah, the two of them are really uh, ter- terrific together. Yeah. And after after Gorgon puts the flag back and comes forward and, and Karnak's like, what would you do without me? Gorgon points out, well, you know, at least I'm having fun. I'm enjoying myself. You are doing nothing. And, he, and it, this whole time, Karnak's been playing chess with himself, and he's stifled. He can't make the first move. 
um, because he can see every move ahead of it. And it's kind of like, um, you know, the mathematics of chess. Um, when they were making uh, an AI to play chess, the hardest part was getting it to make the first move. Because when you, when you play a move, there's like, what, 20 possible moves you can do? Yeah. Uh, with the pawns and four knights. And then after that one move, it, it, it goes to 400 possible moves. And then after two moves, it's like 5,000. So every time you make one move, the probability goes you know, exponentially higher. And so you have on one hand this impulsive guy in Gorgon who just does things. And then on the other hand, you have this like super unimpulsive, thoughtful guy who's so thoughtful that he does nothing. Um, it's kind of like um, the ambivalence of any action keeps him stymied. And that's what we saw in him beforehand, that he wouldn't even start a relationship with a, a young woman who he fancied because he knew exactly how it was going to end. And so he ended up doing nothing. And so you have Gorgon who does too much and gets into a lot of trouble, or Karnak who does too little and doesn't have any satisfaction in life. And it's really interesting to see the two of them uh, poised at such polar extremes um, I really liked it. Yeah, I, um, I, I really liked um, Gorgon's portrayal for, what was it, his name's um, Eki, isn't it? Uh, Emmy Emmy Emmy. That's it, yeah. I really, I, I'm starting to really enjoy his uh, portrayal of Gorgon, even though even though he is a bit of like a, a bit of a jock, a bit of a, <clears throat> a bit of an airhead. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's this fun, sort of impulsive goofball who, yeah. you know, when the two of them together, they're kind of like the perfect team, yeah. because you got all brains and all brawn kind of put together and, and they they um compensate for each other's shortcomings i think it's weird because it, it kind of it it kind of reminds me of you know um like they're both ultimately like the the, the comedy relief do you know what i mean um but it's kind sure. of because they are like two two sides of the same coin it's it's kind of odd i, I guess it's you know it, yeah it's weird <laughs> it's, well, it's you, good you got it's your, great your typical comic pairings you know laurel and hardy or uh uh the other two um there's always like a straight man and the sort of innocent goofball and um it's uh i guess uh what would the original be rosencrantz and gilderstein um and anyways it's it's fun but having this bump on his head having lost his powers temporarily has allowed karnak to really live maybe the first time where he's able to do things with uncertainty and therefore feel a greater degree of relish over them and enjoy them more. Um, ultimately, they have to circle back to the camp and the, the first drug dealer, Reno, he is killed by his uh, the people he had made plans to sell his, his crop to, which is like, I don't know, some Hawaiian drug syndicate or whatnot. They shoot him and they're like, well, let's go kill the others so that there are no witnesses and um karnak has to fight them and he you know he any stratagem he can come up with you know has all of this uncertainty to it and um jenna's like well we just got to do it you got to go in with uncertainty you know and um he does uh he kicks some of their butts but um ends up getting uh beaten himself and um they have him tied up and right, and you know they're, they're trying to um, interrogate him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm from the moon. I'm an inhuman. My name is Karnak." And they're like, "Okay, that didn't work." So they start beating him with yeah. <laughs> with sticks and whatnot. 
And just then, uh, Gorgon, who's been tracking him this whole time, comes running up. Now, um, sadly, Gorgon has managed to shed his uh, paramilitary surfer friends, which is too bad because yeah, I really like them. They're great. Uh, they're they're great, but I guess they've fulfilled their duty and are no longer part of the show. Um, but he, on his own, finds. Uh, these drug dealers, and he slams down his hoof, and it creates a big seismic blast. And um, rather than um, analyzing and complaining about how Gorgon's attack was all, you know, <laughs> wasn't really thought through, he just, you know, thanks him and says, "Oh, it's really great to see you." And Gorgon's like, "Wow, that's not normally how you behave, but that's really nice. Thanks." <laughs> um, and this ties in um, later to. Um, other parts of the show, so I'm going to drop them there. Well, I was just about to make a quick comment on uh, one of the lines that Gorgon said that I, I actually, you know, I really, really quite liked. I mean, this show is about the Inhuman Royal Family and, and basically them kind of generating these relationships. And it was um, the the one was uh, Gorg- oh, I forgot what the line is now. Ah, sure, it was great. <laughs> Well, well, give uh, me the context. Maybe I can remember it. It was, um, it was when they met up with each other, and it was kind of like they, they, Gorgon said a line, and I thought that was really sweet. I can't remember what it was now. Hmm. It was when it was tying his hands, or oh, never mind. I, I can't. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking I, about. No, no, no. It's just completely gone from my head. Do you ever have those moments where it's just like you, you desperately want to say something, and then when it comes to saying something, it just disappears. Yeah, uh, yeah, it happens. Um, it's all right. I'll, I'll I think that uh, the script itself isn't that great, and I no. think that the the actor's performance um, does better than the script. Yeah, um, I mean, this was it's like those... it's hard to say. It's uh, um, you know, the lines they're given are pretty corny. Yeah, was, but they were the performances yeah. compensate for that because you know I think Ken Lung and and Ime Ikahuar and even this young lady uh, Jamie Gray Hyder who plays Jen they all they all do better than yeah. the script really offers um, just by inflection and body language and um, seeming to just accept the goofiness of it all and go with it. Um, just come back right. to me. <laughs> All right, lay it on me. It was it was when uh, it was when Gorgon was about to rush into the situation. I think he said to himself, "What would Karnak do?" Right. And it was kind. Of, I thought. I thought. You know, that's actually quite a nice character development. It's quite. You know, it, it shows that uh, he's on Earth and he's in this alien place, uh, and and he's he's thinking what his best friend would do. You know, and I thought that was actually quite quite a nice touch it was a bit of a cliche as you just stated sure <laughs> but you know I, I guess i guess it's kind of gorgon being that you know almost to an extent a literal bull in a china shop it's um <laughs> right it's uh it's, it's nice to see that development and him becoming a bit more focused a bit more sort of analytical about things yeah it's i mean all these people have lived in this secluded society on the moon, completely cut off from everyone else, and ha- as a consequence, have become very stuck in their ways. They mm. they never progress, and it was only by coming to Earth and being thrown into this uh, this this sort of rough situation, running for their lives and whatnot, where they've been able to finally develop. You know, get out of that stasis, and um, I, I you're do- seeing that with all of them. Yeah, and I kind of hope that that's actually going to be a, uh, you know, for any potential season twos, um, 
I would kind of hope that'd be a part of the season two. You know, for, for the for the whole kind of group of them, the whole two thousand two hundred people on Atalan, um, i.e., Atalan moves itself to Earth. Hopefully, you know. Oh, I won't. That's um, that's. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I could be. I think that the people living there are not happy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which. You know, I mean, I, I think of places I, I've been to, um, you know, Singapore, for instance, it's beautiful, but it's also very, everything's so polished and and antiseptic, and it's kind of like, you feel a bit stymied, you feel a bit um, constrained, yeah. um, because um, there's it's so controlled. Um, no, I have nothing against the people of Singapore. And no, lovely, I, I, th- but, I think it's, uh, it's it's just the way people live, isn't it? It's just the way that it's it's always been for some people. Um, sure. You know, like like um, you know, going going back to that sort of like sterile environment kind of thing. Not sterile environment, but you know what I mean. Um, you know, when you go to a hospital, you kind of don't want to do too much. You don't. You just want to go to your appointment, go out again, because of that very limiting kind of. This is a place where. You know, I, I don't know. I don't. Yes. Know, you know what I mean? It's kind of. Uh... No, I, 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 I dislike hospitals. I mean, if I, yeah. it's a. Uh, you're exactly right. It is um, restrictive. Yes. Um, yeah. Because you don't want to do something wrong. Um, I mean, ostensibly, you're not even supposed to have your phone on when you're in a hospital. Um, and uh, it's. Uh, but like you say, I mean, things cannot grow in a sterile atmosphere. Yeah, and you see this with um, Crystal. Well, I guess we can just jump to her because she has a few scenes. Crystal and rough. Dave. Crystal and Dave, man. Um, so right, so who, Crystal oh, and Dave, yeah. um, who I mean, the actor's name is Chad James Buchanan, Chad. and I'm sure he's Chad. I'm sure he's fine, whatever. But uh, Dave, he just... really Dave just brings everything to a crashing halt I just, because he he was such a promising <laughs> character um you know note the sarcasm in my voice <laughs> it was just like oh my god i'll, I'll let you do the you know it, even if they had chosen um i mean i don't know someone native of hawaii would have been well, better yeah yeah, I, I just this sort of blonde surfer dude. He's just, um, <laughs> it feels like something you know, like they just got some extra from Dawson's Creek and threw him on there, and you're like, oh man. Anyways, I don't want to harp too much on the guy because I'm sure he's doing his best. Um, but uh, um, so uh, <laughs> too <Sorry>. late, I guess. <laughs> Isabel Cornish's crystal has come to Earth with 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 Lockjaw. And Lockjaw got hit by Dave's RTV, <laughs> um, and his ex-girlfriend is a vet tech, and she's, you know, it's like still thinks that Lockjaw is some sort of cow dog. Cow dog. Uh, and she gives him a check. I says, okay, he looks like he was just bruised. He should be okay. Um, so Crystal's like, all right, well, he can transport us. And they're like, transport? What does that mean? Oh, you know, it's like folding space. And they're like, I what? <laughs> and then she says, "She says, well, I right, put your hand on the dog, and Dave does, and she does, and the the that tech is like no, and and Karn, uh, Crystal asks Lockshaw, bring us to where you brought Medusa or, or uh, Gorgon, and then they teleport, and the vet tech's left behind, like holy crap, um, and they go and they go to a beach, 
Um, oh, and, dear, yes. You know, Dave's like, that's awesome. Dave, um, oh, and, it's you. <laughs> and Crystal's very concerned because she's desperately looking for her sister and the rest of her family. And Dave's like, hey, man, you just got chill. We're at the... We're in Hawaii. Our official motto motto is "Hang loose." That's it. Yeah, um, yeah, hang loose. And he wants to go swimming. And he just wants to get laid. It seems like. And um, but he's basically telling her to chill. And um, you know, so Crystal is an element manipulator, and she spent her whole life on the moon, where the natural elements are not really there. I mean, they're they're synthetically created. Oxygen, water, all that stuff is not natural to the moon. Um, and so on Earth, she's a bit overwhelmed because she can feel it all, all these things, uh, pulling and pushing at her and, um, it's a bit much. And he's just like, hey, hang loose, which I guess, you know, is her growing moment, learning to hang loose, I guess. I don't <laughs> which, know. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know whether they just did it with, with Crystal because she's like the token teenager. Um, and it's kind of like you know, teenagers are sort of almost expected of that. Yeah, you know, that's almost expected of them these days is to to hang loose and hang out with Dave. Well, this whole same routine was was done in the in the previous episode with uh, Karnak and Jen. Yeah, and I thought yeah. it worked much better there, not just because the genders were reversed, but also because um, Ken Lung is just a better actor <laughs> yeah i mean it and, i suppose it's nothing against isabel cornish because i mean realistically she didn't actually have that much to talk about in that as you know she didn't actually have that many lines not compared to dave when he was talking about bloody hanging loose and going in the sea um you know yeah hers was basically explanation of uh locked your teleporting which actually was really clever by the way because that's like on a quantum physics sort of level um uh yeah. and and yeah i i just i just thought that she again. I think she's wasted. I think her and Ewan Rion are Maximus. almost yeah. They're, they're, they're the most wasted characters in this whole series. Well, again, I feel like um, you know the script is so wooden that yeah. it really requires the actors to go beyond um, what is normally asked of them. And um, you know, I think Serenda Swan was able for instance, was able to elevate above the script by way of her interactions with um, with uh, Ellen Wogum's Louise. Yeah. Um, together, uh, Isabel Cornish and Chad James <laughs> Buchanan just don't have that chemistry to allow them to progress above the, uh, the script. And so it just feels like something you've seen on TV a thousand times before, you know, boy meets girl and they have... Uh, time at the beach it's just really boring yeah, um just a bit. they don't even i mean lockjaw's even doesn't even get to go to the beach he hangs out on the grass <laughs> oh, um, yeah I, I do love the fact that the cgi budget must be that low that they can only like yeah, just have a single scene of him getting up and then sitting and down. then sitting back down <laughs> and making whiny noises that's, um yeah that, that, that's uh yeah i, I so i, I, I that's just, them yeah i kind of that whole scene, I was just kind of thinking, "Hey, Dave, <laughs> hey, it's not here, man." <laughs> oh my god. Oh, anyway, yeah. Unfortunately, the other parts aren't uh, are better, and and that that includes um, Medusa, Black Bolt, and Louise. Have, uh, Louise and Medusa had saved Black Bolt from 
Oren and Mortis in the previous episode. In this episode, they're just driving. I don't know where they're driving to. They're driving somewhere. And Medusa and Black Bolt are in the back seat. And, and Black Bolt's just, you know, he knows that, uh, you know, Medusa's had her hair cut off. And he asks how it happened. And she doesn't want to talk about it. And he's pissed. Um, th- that's, and- that's quite a tough scene, actually. Um because I remember saying in the first, you know, the first episode of this kind of the TV show reviews, that it was very much a, um, it, it was it was well done that scene with her getting her hair cut off, and it was well done in a way that it was like depowering for her and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and her explaining it was kind of kind of weird because it was just kind of like on that level of, wow, okay, this has seriously quite affected her because it is quite a weird thing. Well, to I mean. It, her, her, the way in which she was, you know, held down and had her hair cut off was kind of, I mean, it was ostensibly a sexual assault. It was a, it was an, a, a yeah. power, you know, I have power over you and I'm going to abuse you, and um, which is at the heart of all, most all sexual assaults. It's, a, it's always about power, and you know, people who are small wanting to feel big, and um, you know, Medusa basically has to. She's trying to explain this this instance, this this um, metaphorical rape that yeah. she had endured, and and do it in a way that that um, you know, it, I guess you know, it's, it's both sensitive, but also, you know, that's what that's what that scene I think was designed to do is designed to, it's, well, make make you th- feel a bit, you know, a huge compassion towards the character and that sort of stuff, and I thought it was, I thought it was really well done. Um, and then you also get, you know, Black Bolt, who he can't do anything. And, yeah. you know, I mean, his his options are to do nothing or to destroy everything. That's that's um, um, his two, he's <laughs> A and B for him. Yeah. Um, and so he has to keep in all that anger. Um, and I think, you know, Medusa, she feels like she has to tell him it's all okay because... Um, you know, she wants to hold the pain for him because um, maybe she's worried about what would happen if he were to just lose it and be enraged. Um, it's hard to tell. Um, but again, you know, this is all being translated through sign language or, or a um, sort of a made-up version of sign language. Um, and then by Ensign Mount, and then Serinda Swan kind of verbalizing both sides of the uh, of, of their exchange. And I think they do really well with it. Um, in the first couple of episodes, I thought that um, Mr. Mount overacted his muteness. Yeah. And um, this is a, a you know a, again a, a different director of this episode compared to the other two. This this episode was directed by Kevin uh, Tancherian. Tancherian, yep. who's uh, whose sister and, whose sister also directs Agents of Shield, I believe. Cool beans. Um, and the uh, the. You know, I think that Anson Mount he he doesn't overdo it. You no, know, he's with the facial he, yeah. expressions and whatnot. He's just, you know, I actually do have a couple of friends who are um, they can speak, but they're deaf, so they prefer to speak in sign language. And it's not over the top. It's very, you know, it's the same way that people talk. Yeah. Um, and now my ability to understand sign language is rather limited, so it's. Um, you know, I have to go through my other friend who does speak speak sign language. Um, but in any yeah, case, it's. Uh, uh, I think that 
he does well with this. I guess that's he what does. I start with. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I have to admit his his um, his portrayal of Black Bolt has certainly changed through the last sort of three episodes. Um, I think for the IMAX episodes, I just think everything was overdone. Like right. just acting, you know, the special effects. It was, it was. Those were the two episodes that everybody was going to see first because they were in IMAX. Um, and they were the worst by a lot. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's because it was, it was just so. You know, you've got, you've got a, a so-called film director whose only films have been like direct-to-DVD films. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think if they just focus on television and, you know, not have Scott Buck, then, then it would have been good from day one. But no, Anson Matt has done really well with what he's had, and uh, absolute kudos to him. In my opinion. Well, I imagine they film these shows in what in a roughly a sequential order, right? Yeah, they must do. Yeah. And so the first episodes or so, I mean, uh, well, uh, Miss One had her hair cut off, so obviously they couldn't go back. And anyways, actors get a feel for what they're doing. They get their legs underneath them as as a TV show moves forward. So you know, it's to have the first two episodes presented in this sort of quasi movie. Um, really did a disservice to the to the program as a whole because it it put forward this first impression which was rather lousy mm. um, and um, so only those who really wanted to uh, stuck around for the next couple episodes and saw it actually progress and get better yeah that's um, it but no Anson Mount did really well <laughs> he did well and 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 you know and both him and Medusa are they they're wonderfully foiled by um Ellen Waglam's uh Luis mm. who's this wonderfully sort of like goofball character this <laughs> yeah. this astrophysicist who's driving them around and she's um everything's like what <laughs> and especially the fact that they have this uh they have um uh what's her name Locus in the yeah. trunk of the car and um which is uh, uh, pretty funny. And finally, they pull over because she's woken up, and and she's like, "Look, I'm not very comfortable with us keeping this uh, this young woman stuck in the trunk of the car." <laughs> and uh, and then when 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 Lo- they finally let Locus out, and this is uh, her, she's portrayed by a, a very nice, a very good actress I've never seen before, um, named uh, Sumir Machabara. Boy, I'm sorry with the word name pronouncing. Um, it's, it's all right. I'm sure people will forgive you. Yeah, uh, I have the IMD page, IMDb page open on my computer, and I'm like, well, there's there's no phonetic. I'm just I'm terrible with names. I was gonna say, anyways, Wikipedia has a little phonetic. Um, we'll just call yeah. her Locust. Yeah, and um, she says, well, you know, being held in the trunk is not much different than how you treat the lower caste of Adelan. Oh, um, and she really. She really gives them the business, and for some reason, I think it's really important that she gives them the business in front of Louise. And like, it's like Manusa doesn't want to make a bad show to Louise, and then you see the royals actually kind of showing a degree of guilt over how the caste system has, you know, benefited and not benefited different members of Adelan society. And um, the the comment that. Um that was made, you know, something along the lines, I think Medusa went and sort of snapped back to, um, Locust. And, um, and then Locust said, oh, your, your parents sort of, you know, they, they went against his parents. Um, and I, I thought that was quite a good scene because it was just the fact that she, she casually mentioned how Medusa's parents were essentially like, 
the antithesis of Blackbot's parents. You know, they were like all for freedom and very much like Maximus. Right. And and then and then they said, oh yeah, but we were we were bonded by losing someone because they both lost their parents at very similar times. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's something that's not being told. Um, I yes. think that because um, we did see the scene where where Maximus, I mean, uh, Black Bolt kills his parents. Yeah, and I, there's I, a flashback. I think two episodes back, where he you see young Black Bolt, and he says, you know, why? And by saying that, he obliterates both his mom and dad. And it seemed as though this happened shortly after they had um, banished or killed. Um, Medusa, Medusa's parents, Medusa and Crystal's parents. Um, so yeah, that's, it's all tied up very. I think that's, something's going to be revealed. Yeah, and I, um, I think that's going to be crucial to all. I, maybe Maximus's um, ultimate games uh, game, you know, ultimate game plan kind of came from that, from their parents being uh, banished. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it it's seems, possible. It, it seems very strange that you've, they've introduced this pair of characters that were banished that wanted sort of freedom for the lower castes and that sort of stuff and then the main character having those very same ideals I just there's definitely something tied up in there yeah and it remains to be seen what it is um, because clearly you know Black Bolt and Medusa seem to know that the the way life has been on Adelan has not been good yeah um, it's but just that, that they that, are that little look between them yeah and that they they don't have a lot of choice because they're they all they knew about the Earth was from TV. So they they and this crystal says this to Dave <laughs> earlier that that what they thought was that all Earth was about was war and terrorism, um, which isn't really what all you see on TV. But I guess well, it depends on what channel they get. I mean, yeah. maybe they only get Fox. I mean, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> well, no, we no, don't to know. Be, to be fair, when when you turn on the news, it, it, well, you turn on the TV show and you get you know. Commentaries on the political situation. Oh yeah, you yeah. think we were living in? Well, we are living in a madhouse. I mean, yeah. I'm in the states, so it's super yeah, madhouse. I'm in the UK where Brexit. <laughs> that's that's all we need to talk about you know, on that subject. But yeah, it, it's it's kind of. You, you I'll trade up... you Brexit for my Trump. No, thank you. I'd take Brexit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just kind of like um, it, it's it's you always get these social commentaries on TV shows. I mean, Inhumans is a prime example actually because they kind of commented on the commentary, um, right? Which is a bit meta, but it's kind of like you know you turn on BBC, you turn on you know CNN, whatever, and it's always the news always seems to be very negative at the moment. And uh, oh, yeah, if you know, it bleeds it leads. That's, yeah, uh, that's the it. way news is. You got you can't. I mean, if you up stories about the good things you, that uh, you're going to lose in the ratings bill. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if these people up on the moon have been watching CNN and Fox and MSNBC, yeah, their idea of what Earth is like is let's not go there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. it's it's nuts. Um, now maybe they also get to see Sesame Street and Nova and good stuff <laughs> like that. Who knows? Um, in any case. Um, we get the sense that um, Medusa and Black Bolt had been trying for something perhaps different, and that that got disrupted by by this coup that Maximus had engendered. We don't know yet, and perhaps we'll find out. In any case, this young woman, Locus, her echolocation abilities, which strangely enough are very similar to what Orin's are in the comic book, but let's not get into that. Yeah. Um, she says, Karnak's nearby. 
they're like, what? Yeah, I can lead you to Karnak. So I'm like, let's go. So they go off into the jungle in search of uh, Karnak and ultimately come upon him um, and uh, him and Gorgon. And um, it turns uh, some sort of fight happens. It happens in the dark, so you can't really see what's going on. But presumably, Black Bolt makes short work of the drug dealers. Yeah. Um, and um, freeze the others. Although Locust gets shot in the uh, in the in the fracas, and um, they are reunited with Gorgon and Karnak, and so most of the royal family is finally back together. And they're all like, "Oh, so glad to see you! Oh my God, what happened to your hair? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And then um, uh, Jen's like, "This has been great, but I gotta go." And um, <laughs> You know, the whole time I was quite worried that they were going to "quote unquote" fridge Jen, which is a thing that happens in comic book where they kill off the female love interest to create angst and motivation for the male yeah. protagonist, which I hate. And I was like, "Oh, please don't fridge her!" And then they didn't. And she was like, "Yeah, you guys are weird. I have to go." <laughs> and Karnak's like, "Oh man, yeah. here." I like um, I like how but, it's like switched roles now, and Karnak's the one that's being left, is it, or the one that's doing the leaving? Right. I thought, yeah, it, it, it was nice, and uh, and just when I was like, oh, well, that was a good change of pace. It turns out, wait a second, um, uh, Locus has been shot and she's dead. Oh, <laughs> I guess you can't have it all. <laughs> um, but before she passes on, she says, you know, please uh, don't don't make the same mistakes as uh, you know as your parents, your brother, free free Adelan. And then she also divulges that Crystal is on the island, and then dies um very sad and then Uh, episode um, ends or kind of not quite yeah it ends right there and uh we get one last scene on adlan where um where maximum has been just sort of torturing this guy uh tybor yeah uh the the last member of surviving member of the genetic council who had been a childhood friend of maximus's and this guy uh i'm not even gonna try it his name um but Slocum is his last name. Uh, <laughs> something else before that. But he he does a good job of being this this weasel. You know, he's a very pol- he's a politician. Yeah. You know, and he just goes where the wind blows. And which and um, he's he's trying to appease Maximus, even though he clearly doesn't agree with him. Um, and um, he's basically expecting to be assassinated because he was saying to Maximus, um, you know. You freed the lower caste, but now you're telling them what to do, and you're you're uh, recruiting them into a war. You're you're not giving them freedom at all. And Maximus is like, well, freedom needs to be earned, you know, and that yeah. he's freed them to do his bidding. And so all of a sudden, you know, he started off being this uh, magnanimous character who's going to do all these wonderful things for the down and out down, downtrodden of Adelan, but it turns out that he's it's all just for himself. Um, and you know, which I guess we saw coming. Yeah, I'll um, say Maximus. He's not a right. Not, a, not so, well. We were saying last time he's not about for doing something just for everyone. He's a, there's always a personal gain in there. Well, you see that with all these demigogs here yeah. in the states, and I'm sure in, in in Europe as well, who they 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 promote themselves as being the champion of the of the little man, and it's always about getting something for themselves, you know, consolidating power and wealth yeah. for themselves, like get, um, getting the pre- presidency of the USA. 
Yeah, but no one. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess there are people who believe that he actually had good intentions. I just, I don't, I can't imagine. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Anyway, yeah, um, no, enough on that one. <laughs> so Tybor is like, oh no, I'm about to get killed. But then these people who approach him in this hallway, <laughs> hallway, yeah. um, in, in robes, he's like, no, we actually are not happy with Maximus. We want to, we want to have him. You, we want you to help us take him out. Uh, and that's where the end. That's where the series ends. I forgot to mention. There's a bit piece in there where um, where Oren is on uh, Doctor yes. Kuzik's uh, uh, table. She she seems to be dead, and he's about to uh, perform an autopsy on her. And then she comes to life, and and uh, you she, know she does a Wolverine. She does a Wolverine, um, and then also kills his buddy, which was pretty rough. She stabbed him in the eye with a <laughs> scalpel. Yeah. Um, and then she communicates with Maximus. Now, as we recall from the last episode, Maximus had secretly created a, uh, uh, had been secretly funding or helping to fund uh, Declan's research, yeah. um, hoping to, you know, utilize his findings to help give Terragenesis to Maximus. Um, and um, he's like, Oren, don't hurt this guy, but you can use him to lure out." Um, uh, Black Bolt and whatnot. But it also turns out that Mortis and Floris, <laughs> Mortis and Floris, so, the it, other Indians, yeah. um, had captured Sammy, who was the um, uh, big dude who uh, who helped Maximus escape from jail. Uh, and Black so Bolt. Sammy's still around. I'm sorry, Black Bolt escaped from jail. Oh, God, too many characters. <laughs> there are a lot of characters. There are a lot, yeah. And so that's all being set up for next week, I guess. Um, but apparently, now I watched the program on iTunes, but apparently there was a big uh, uh, promo after the show when it aired on ABC that showed maybe scenes from next week or maybe scenes from the the finale, but a scene in which um, Maximus and Black Bolt meet back up and Black Bolt has Maximus by the throat. Did you get to see that? No, I didn't see that one. No, I imagine that's, um, I imagine that's probably a next week kind of uh, view. I imagine because uh, just because of the fact that they are literally about to meet up with Crystal now, I think, right? I so think, all the pieces will be back in place. Yeah, I think next week we can have like the first half an hour of um, you know them trying to find Crystal and then them finding Crystal for the last half an hour and then going to Atalan. So, in fact, I actually imagine that it will probably end on Black Bolt grabbing Maximus by the throat. Um, but it, yeah, it, I, I, things I, have moved a little bit faster than I thought they would. I mean, I everything kind of gets resolved quicker. I, they have. Most of the royal family reunited by episode five. Yeah, has happened much faster than I thought it would. But then again, I guess um, we've got six, seven, and eight, don't we? So I imagine six Three is more. yeah. So six is going to be getting back to Atalan, and then seven and eight is just going to be the finale. Um, so I don't know. Are they showing them one after the the finale, one after the other in the US, or is it still know. week on week? I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I I don't know if I read somewhere that they were. Well, if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is premiering on December 1st, that would be after. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, that gives us uh, three so, more. 20, yeah, Just about. And then November. Uh, and then don't you have, like, uh, sports in November? Do you have sports? Oh, my God, so many sports. Yeah. I don't know. So, so I imagine that some of that's <laughs> going to be taken up time. I was about to say, do you, do you have sports in America? Yes, of course you have sports in America. <laughs> that's all we <laughs> have. I guess, I don't know, see... Friday nights, though, that's 
Is it? Oh, okay. I guess there could yeah. be some World Series games. I don't know what channel the World Series is on. I don't know. Um, I mean, there's, there's, cause there's my Chicago Cubs were just eliminated, so they won't be in the World Series this year. <laughs> which is okay because they were in the World Series last year. Should have put a should have, should have put a dollar on the Cubbies. Yeah, that's, well, that's a line from Back to the Future. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but best, best, so in any case, best time travel um, trilogy. Just saying that. But yeah. Uh, as time travel trilogies go, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, pretty good episode. I'd, I'd give it a good three and a half, four out of five lock jaws. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd say probably It's fun stuff. A really good for fans of Karnak and Gorgon. I think they very much shine bright in this episode. Um, with yeah. some good stuff for Medusa and Black Bolt as well. Once more, uh, Maximus and Crystal are, are underutilized and don't really get a chance to shine in this particular episode. I was about to and say, um, most, the series most, so far. most underutilized of the series so far is uh, Mike Moe. <laughs> so uh right, yeah, Triton, no, nothing is actually Triton. nothing is actually come of come of him yet and that kind of not worry him but you know it doesn't doesn't bode well for him unless he is actually dead um well, but, I, guess, I mean that's what we've been told yeah i mean he, he can't be dead he won't be dead well all my predictions based on the first two episodes have not been come to, i mean i i've shown i'm very bad at predicting these things i'm gonna <laughs> even stop I'm not going to predict anymore because well, I'm no, just making you, you a fool of myself. <laughs> you predicted the um, the Karnak um, relationship almost. Um, her <laughs> Did get, I? Well, her getting shot was kind of a um, almost like a prerequisite to him going off and actually doing what he did. So mm-hmm. that was that was kind of on. Um, I suppose. I try. What, what else did you predict? I predicted that Maximus already had powers, yeah, that Orn that, was yeah. being mind-controlled, yeah, I, I agree that Triton you. was going to show back up. I, I predicted all this stuff, and none of it came to me. I predicted it was going to be good. <laughs> um, I wanted it to be good. <laughs> yes, I guess that's what it is. Um, so, I don't have Karnak powers um, of predicting the future so well. No, what can I mean, you do? Yeah, exactly. But, I, I, I think that I, I think we have more Mike Mo eventually. Yeah, um, I think so. I yeah. think that a lot depends on what Disney wants to do. Because yeah. I mean, um, after all, they did they did really want Agents of Shield to come back for season five, and they paid for it. So I can kind of see a similar thing happening here, um, because because basically it was iron iron fisted. <laughs> Which yeah. I'm not going to say that again too many too many times. And no. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of it. It's just I I just blame Scott Buck for everything. <laughs> well, that's not really fair. I mean, it's yeah, not, he's but... I, he's not a, a showrunner whose work I've enjoyed very much. But you can only squeeze so much blood from a stone. I mean, they didn't give this series enough money. It's they didn't it's, give it enough I mean, money, enough time. Um, you know they when did we we announced this I I know we keep going back to this but we announced that the 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 show had been greenlit like what November last year no it was earlier than that it was about October because it's around the time Civil War two kind of came to a head um, and yeah no, it, it, it was too fast too too done with too many corners cut yeah I mean for what it's for for what it is it's fine it's fun 
it's you know i saw the uh preview for black panther and i was like oh my god that yes. looks spectacular and a part of me was like uh alas that could have been the inhuman <laughs> but yeah, you know yeah and black I, panther's awesome and i i i'm 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 looking forward to that and i think black panther as a character deserves to be in the movie theaters and for a number of reasons i say black, um, black panther captain marvel all those guys um you know, not not the not the kind of like the core Avengers, the actual you know the ones that have come in really popularity in recent years. They're, they're the ones I want to see. Yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is another good example, but I wasn't uh, a big fan of the second Guardians of the Galaxy. It was uh, too much like the original in my mind. Yeah, I I agree with that one. But um, I, I have a, a I can't say, but um, I know a little kid who who um, was so excited to see it, and then. He watched it and he thought his mom had pulled a trick on him that she just put in the first one. No, oh. I mean I think he was kidding, but uh, um. no, but that, that is that is a big comment. Like that is a big kind of comment to make, really, especially coming from a kid, like because because kids are well known for just talking the truth. Yes, they certainly are. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I think I think the Inhumans is is going to wrap up nicely, I guess. Um, whether or not you'd agree with it being nicely and well being similar sort of words but nicely I'd say yes I wouldn't say it's going to wrap very well because just just because the series has like you said it's been had corners cut and that sort of stuff but no I've enjoyed it yeah you know it's been fun um it's not been as great as I wanted it to be no but but I I think granted I'm yeah biased we've been Uh, fans for quite a number of years now I think (laughs) collectively between the three of us on the podcast it's like you know at least four years, maybe. <laughs> um, let's say we don't have to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Let's 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 uh, end there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> and yes. as always, if you have questions or comments, you can send them to. Uh, you can send them to the show at atalanrising.com. That's our email or Twitter, which is at atalanrising1. Um, yeah, we welcome all comments. Uh, Saren does a live tweet along to the Inhumans TV show every week. Yeah, those are. I, I wish I could participate in that. I'm actually at work when the show goes, but um, but those are, I've I've looked at it after the fact, and she does some fun stuff. Yeah, a lot of good, 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 funny comments from yeah. her. There's a, there's a um, whole lot of um, a whole lot of interaction. Uh, even Sarinda Swan replied to us. So, oh, is that was, right? Yeah, I, I hadn't noticed until sort of like Sunday last week. Yes, yeah, Sarinda Swan got involved in the conversation. She was. Uh, that's terrific. She showed us like sort of like almost behind the scenes of um, that stunt in the car. You know when they're driving along with the door open. Oh that yeah, all done by those two. Um, they're actually they didn't they didn't in, use stunt didn't use stunt people for that. No, they didn't. Um, whether that's whether that's budgetary or not, I don't know. <laughs> wow. But, um, but yeah, so she. I she guess opening a car door isn't that hard. I mean, I'd be hurt. I'd be worried about hurting whoever the guy yeah. was. Well, she was. Um, she was tied to a strap actually in the car. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, it, it, great interactions. And um, so, yeah. everyone watching the show, if you if you wish to do so, follow uh, Sarin's live tweet, um, and you never know who might show up. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening, and we shall see you next episode.